This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service that sends you anywhere from 3 to 5 retro video games from your favorite consoles. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP, and the Game Gear. And of course, Retro Game Treasure fits any budget. They start as low as $29.99. They never send you any duplicates. Always going to be on time because they ship on or before the 22nd of every month. And do our listeners get something special. They do, and the one thing we love more than retro video games is saving money. So if you put in the code Happy Hour, you'll get $2 off your first month. So go check them out, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The 8-Bit Artist. If you're a fan of art and a fan of retro video games from the NES, SNES, or Genesis era, come and check out The 8-Bit Artist. He does hand-painted classic video game scenes on professional canvases. Get a painting done that takes you back to a simpler time in your life. They're high-quality hand-painted art for a reasonable price. Check out his Instagram on 8-Bit underscore artist or his Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 8-bit pixel paintings and remember to tell them that the happy Happy hour with with johnny Johnny and deuce sent you hello internets my name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? And of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. I'm going to let you do the honors today, Johnny. Nice. Oh, that's what I'm talking good about. Good times. Yes, sir. Cheers to those drinking at home. Drink responsibly. Wherever you, wherever you live, drink responsibly. And Deuce, we've been having a great time. You and I love video games. We do. You know, we also love art. That we do. So when you get to meet someone that combines both of that, you get an awesome amalgamation of love. And uh, we have an awesome guest with us. He is the 8-Bit Artist. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Johnny and Deuce. How are you? We're good, man. We're doing awesome. And first, I want to say thank you for the artwork that you sent us. Because if you guys and girls haven't been listening... Uh, 8-Bit Artist is one of our new sponsors. You can hear him during our commercial breaks. And uh, the artwork you sent us is phenomenal, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I sent, uh, what, I sent like five five prints over your way. Yeah. I, I think my favorite is the one that's going in. Well, we've got three going in the studio. But one of my favorites is the drunk Mega Man. And like yeah. that's going probably above the TV or somewhere pretty yeah. prominent here in the studio. <laughs> just because it kind of just fits with the happy hour. Uh, that and the, yeah. of course, the, uh, the I think I'm winning Mario with the blue shell coming behind him from... Uh, uh, yeah. Mario Kart, which is awesome because yeah. those those know that the blue shell wasn't in Super Mario Kart, you know the original. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is hilarious that you were able to, to put that in there, which is awesome. Yeah, that was that was a little custom piece. That that one I called premature celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my question to you is like, so have you been doing art your whole life, and then you just kind of jumped into eight bit stuff, or like how does how how, how you know how long you've been doing art? Uh. Actually, I've hated art for probably half my life. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, in elementary school and high school, I had really bad art teachers, and I just 
I hated them. They did. They did not make art fun at all. Well, yeah, because they made a rule out of it. They, you know, like they would like they'd be like, all right, we well, got to paint this today or draw this today, and then you got to do it this way. I've been there. I, I've been in art mm-hmm. school, and and like it, there's so much pressure put on you as an artist in school, like. You kind of get. You don't really get to like let your wings fly, spread your wings. Yeah, you know spread I mean? your wings. You can't so. do what you want. They want you to paint. You know this jar of fruit or this. Yeah. You know this sunscape or whatever. Yeah. So you don't really get to like open up and be more creative. It kind of like inhibits your creativity, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I really didn't enjoy it too much, and I I didn't get into art until I started doing the eight bit stuff. Well, obviously, being eight bit, you must love video games. Oh, of course. You know, I was in. I'm. I just turned 34, so I mean, I, I was born in '82. I got the Nintendo, I think, around when I was three years old, maybe four, and yeah. been a been a retro game fan ever since. That's awesome. Well, you're our generation because Deuce and I yeah. are both born in '82 as well. So yeah. there you go. That's awesome. So we come from the same background, if you will, when it comes to the games. Like Deuce and I have told our story before. We're in the same boat. Like. We we played other systems like Atari's, but we never really like you don't really call it your own until you own it, you know. And that was like for me, it was the Nintendo when I when I played Mario for the first time, and it just like opened up my whole world, and it's just been awesome ever since. And for me, it's like what I love about your work is like you've taken stuff that isn't necessarily eight bit, you know. Like for example, the, like the Super Mario is technically sixteen bit, but you're able to like modify it for your to whatever idea that you have. How does that process work? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have an idea, I'll. Oh, like with the uh, with that Mario piece, I basically played Super Mario Kart on my emulator and screen captured Mario winning. And then I kind of put these, the sprites in the game around that to make a scene. And then in MS Paint, I just did a, a custom blue shell right right on the scene. Oh, awesome. Well, what type of paint yeah. canvases do you use? Like, what do you work with? What meat? Uh, I get the cotton canvas usually from uh, just like a like a Michaels. I'll I'll buy the the, it's like a a deep edged one. It's the the green label, so they're like the professional grade ones. Um, and then with paint, it's it's I use a ton of brands. I like certain colors with certain brands. So and I usually uh, to do, I I mix my paint to get like the shades just just right. So I have a ton of these like tiny little Tupperwares. I probably have oh, wow. hundred of these. Wow. Of just, of just custom mixed colors that I can use. Um, so so I get everything, you know, the the shade that I want. Or if it's close to it, I can just take take the Tupperware and just alter the shade a little bit in the Tupperware and then just paint it like that. Well, because that's crazy because I'm, like, I'm looking at a piece like the Mega Man one um, and it's like there's... The colors, I mean, you nailed it because, like, it's it's one thing to, like, paint something that looks like something else. But to be able to get, like, you know, almost – it looks for me, it looks one-to-one. Like, it looks exactly like I'm looking at, like, a screenshot from the game. Like, it's mm-hmm. – like, that, that's that got to be a little bit of a challenge. Like you said, getting the different colors to match and then, and then having a separate palette for that color, to, you know, for shading and whatnot. Because, like, that yeah. screen cap looks, in, it looks insane of the Mario Kart. Like, and how you're able to, like – the way it looks blurred in, like the I'm looking at the peach in the in the background, like she's kind of a little bit bl- blurry and pixelated, and then you get closer up, you mm-hmm. see Mario, like, and then the shading and all that, like it's, like how does how does that work when you're actually painting it? Because like that that's got to be a little bit of a challenge having the different pixels as well. Uh, well, uh, painting it is actually pretty easy. Um, like when I did uh, the the Super Mario Kart painting was a 15 by 15 canvas that I painted. 
Um, and it, if, if I like a painting, I'll, I'll try and make prints of it because not everyone can afford a painting. So I, I try and do prints, you know, so if someone wants my work, they can get it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'll, the pixel count on that one was uh, 80 by 80, which is which basically if when with the pixel size that I use equates to a 15 by 15 canvas. So I'll just take a ruler and dot out the pixel size and then take a T square and, and grid the whole canvas. So, so I have like a map on, on the canvas, you sure. know, and then I just look at the screenshot that I have and then just start painting in the squares. Wow. What was your first piece that you did? The first piece I did was a uh, Mega Man. It, it was, it was just Mega Man standing there and uh, it came out, it came out really horrible. I mean, it, he was lopsided. The paint was blotchy. It, the, the lines were kind of squiggly. It just wasn't good, you know? And I, it came to it because uh, in late 2004, my friend Colleen, who was an artist, she was like, hey, what, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I want a Mega Man, but I'm like, keep him pixelated. I want him like he just from the video game. And long story short, she couldn't, uh, she, she got busy and couldn't do the painting. And I was just like, well, I'm like, this is just squares. I'm like, I, I should be able to do it, you know? And the first time I gridded it, I don't, it's like those... Uh, I think they're like those like plastic like engineer things where they have like all the like shapes in the like the plastic thing. I took the square and just squared off <laughs> with the thing. And so that, that's why my, my Mega Man sprite was all crooked. And like, like I said, I, I never really enjoyed painting in school. So I didn't have any painting skill. So I was like, when I was painting it, the, it just, it, it, it just didn't look good. And Mega Man was really dark. So he, he looked like he had a really a really bad suntan you know, it was like, I, I wasn't mixing the paint I was just using them straight out of the tube you know and um so when I saw that I was like ah like that's not very good but I was like well if I change this and if I change that you know so I tried it again and I saw improvement from the last one and I'm like okay you know so I, I just kept changing the techniques and honing it until until it finally clicked and I'm like okay I was like this is how you do this you know and then just working with pixels for so long, I just started to do like custom pixel art, you know, so. Well, I love how like you're able to take things from other video game genres and blend them. For example, we uh, we have the, the I forgot what you call it, but like this, like it's the, like the, the Katamari Kat Demasi. Is that yeah, the Mario, Katamari, whatever. I don't forget what you call the piece, but it's really, really I, cool. I, I called it Katamario. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's a really, really cool piece. It, it like uh, it's just it's got a mixture of like Mario two. It's got a mixture of like Mario like this different a lot of Mario two actually, uh, and mm -hmm. Mario Super Mario World and Super Mario three. Like, how does that when you when you come up with a piece like that? Like how where does that come from? Just your love of other uh, franchises and other game, or are you a fan of the game uh, Katamari? Oh oh yeah, I I really like Katamari. I was, I was playing Katamari on my PS three a while ago, and. I was I was just you know r rolling stuff around because that that's what you <laughs> yeah and uh, it 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 just it just dawned on you I was like oh I was like what if like there was like a catamar like a, a catamari suit in like Mario or something you know and I was like I was like okay I was like so I I took that and I was like okay I was like let let me pixelate like a little like Mario suit that kind of looks like catamari. And then I was like, oh, like, it would be really cool if you just had a massive ball of, like, all the enemies from, you know, Mario 1, 2, 3, you know. 
And I, 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 I was always a fan of the Super Mario Brothers two backgrounds. So that, that's why I chose. Oh, the absolutely! I agree wholeheartedly. I, mm-hmm. I think it gives it a little bit of a, a pop, I guess, a little bit more of a creativity. Because especially when you use different sprites and stuff back in the day, you, you with Super Mario Brothers two, it had a little different color palette altogether. Like everything looked a little bit different. Yeah. I really like what you did yeah. with that. Like, and that's one thing is that, like, you put your own spin on things. Like, if you're gonna go and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna do something from whatever franchise," you're gonna put your own eight bit spin on it, which is really really neat. And you know, yeah. you, you do you do commission pieces as well. If someone has an idea of something they want together, uh, yeah, for for the most part, I mean, I don't. This isn't my job. I have a, a regular job mm-hmm. that I that pays all my bills, so I just kind of do this as just a side hobby. So I mean I I've I've turned down pieces before that like I didn't really want to do sure because <laughs> some some stuff that I is kind of out there and I'm just like ah, I'm like no thanks you know yeah <laughs> I don't feel like doing it for you but it it, it it all depends on on what they want I, but I I try and work with someone as best as I can you know so are most of your pieces 15 by 15 or do you have different variations Oh no no! It, I mean, the the smallest stuff could be like four by four or six oh. by six, and then the biggest stuff is usually like uh, thirty six by thirty six or like I think I did a a really big Ninja Turtles piece that was like twenty seven by forty eight. Yeah, so, that I one's mean, my it, favorite. It, it's uh, it's all for the. T- if I remember correctly, it's from uh, Ninja Turtles the arcade game. And it's all the turtles jumping out of the rooftop at the end of level one, and they're going after Shredder and April, if I remember correctly, right? Because yeah, Shredder, uh, Shredder's, Shredder's holding April, yeah, and, and all the turtles are coming out after yeah. them. Because trust me, I I would love to be able to figure out a way to get that to put it in the studio because I loved it. The guy who bought it from you took a picture of it and he put it above his system and he was playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time and he's got like this huge like arcade machine set up. That that piece took took quite a while. That was that was a, a, a bigger one to do. But I, I always want to do that piece because I thought I thought it was a great scene to paint, you know. Oh my uh, god, as yeah. soon as I saw it, I was like, I want that. And then I looked at it and I saw how big it was and started to do a math in my head. I was like, ooh, wait a minute. I might have to I might have to get a payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was an expensive painting for sure. You know. But even even like I you know, I how how I charge my for my paintings for how much time I put into them I'm probably only making like maybe ten dollars an hour it's it's I'm not making a ton of money off of it I just do it just because I enjoy doing it you know that's how I started with it and that's how I keep doing it now well I think that shows in the work because all the pieces like that we got are awesome because uh the the two pieces that I got was the one where it's like Mario throughout time where it's like the original 8-bit Mario then it's Mario yeah. from I think Mario 2 and then Mario from Super Mario World um and that's yeah. just yeah. gorgeous yeah it, it was it was a one one two three and then world yeah and I, I I tried to I tried to keep like all the scenes the same to show like the evolution of the sprite and like the background and, and the ground and clouds and everything you know so yeah I, I th- that that one that one's pretty pretty popular actually now, do you have a store or a way people can buy uh, from you online? Uh, just basically contacting me through Facebook. Uh, What's your Facebook? It's uh, the, the number 8-bit, so 8-bit pixel paintings. Um, so fa- facebook.com slash 8-bit pixel paintings. Um, I, I never go on 
I, I have an Etsy store and I never uploaded anything to it because I don't really like having to pay to like um, pay Etsy to list my stuff when I can just sell it on Instagram or Facebook sure. or at conventions. And also you might, and also with that, you might, you know, be getting like every day you might be getting 20, 30 requests for something. And, and that might be a little overwhelming. At least now with, you know, the eight bit stuff, you can kind of go as you go, go with the flow, if you will. Like you can take your time painting by painting right. and not feel rushed, you know, into doing something. Yeah. yeah as, I'm, I'm the type of person where as soon as something feels like a job, I start to immediately lose interest in it. <laughs> so um, I, ha I have to play this balancing act with painting that I, I don't want it to make it feel like a job because then I'm going to be like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I have to knock out this painting by today, you know. Well, that and you want to have fun with it and you want to keep still enjoying what you're doing because, like I said, in your artwork, it, it shows the love of it. And one of the other pieces I got, which actually it, it's going – well, both the pieces I got are going in my living room. But one of the ones that was really popular the other night, we had the UFC fight, is it's Little Mac punching – uh, Glass Joe and his head just exploding and like everybody came over was like man that is sick and I'm like yeah man I'm gonna frame it because I'm taking your your advice you gave me about the Michaels thing brother I didn't forget and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing that and I'm framing it I'm probably gonna put it up above the TV because I mean it's just such a just a damn cool painting man yeah, I, I actually did. I, I never I never showed it to the public, but I actually did one with Piston Honda with his head exploding into sushis. <laughs> 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 but I, I never I never I never posted it. I the I, I, I did it in MS Paint, so I, I never posted the, the digital version of it. Right. And I was like, I was like, I kind of want to paint this, but I was like, I have so much stuff to do already. I was like, ah, m maybe I'll get to it one day, you know, but I, I, I was I was trying to do that with like with all when I was I was trying to think of stuff to do with with all the fighters yeah you know um but I I only got to glass glass Joe and piston Honda you know? <laughs> <laughs> well I mean there's so many because you got like soda pop Pinsky and you could have his head like you know soda pop just flying out of his head or something mm -hmm. I mean there's so many and that's why that's one of my favorite games ever is Mike Tyson's punch out because I played it a ton as a kid so that's why yeah. as soon as I saw that print you mean was, punch out yeah, Nintendo's always like been distancing themselves from that. You know, no, I don't care, man. That's Mike Tyson's Punch Out to me. I, I know that's what, what we Nintendo grew up said. on, exactly. Because yeah. I love my Mike Tyson's Punch Out, man. And well, it was cool because Mike, like the Mike Tyson's Punch Out, was more of like a strategy game, right? Yeah. It was, it was like you had to figure out what would work on your opponent, and, and like, oh wait, if you do, if you strafe left or strafe right, hit him. Punch him in the stomach and then him into the face. Then and then sometimes he'll do a tell, like a little bling on the screen. You're like, oh wait, that's it. I need to hit that spot. And like it's a really cool, like like a puzzle game almost. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like with video games and art, it's like you know, it's interesting to kind of see the spectrum. Like, cause you've done different things that are, you know, like what's the craziest? What would you consider the craziest painting that you you've done? Like the most out out you know outlandish, abstract painting that you've done since you've been taking this up. The craziest painting I did was the uh, nine-foot-tall triptych of the Kefka and the and the final fight from Final Fantasy VI. Oh wow! Do you have a a, a picture or a photo on Instagram or Facebook of it? Uh, I do. I have a picture of me standing next to it. I remember <laughs> seeing something like with you with it. it. It was just like awesome, like how big it was. Yeah, that that uh, Kotaku actually did a piece, uh, an article on that piece. 
Oh, maybe maybe I saw it on. Probably. Deuce and I, uh, we we frequent Kotaku a lot too, and maybe I saw Mm -hmm. it on there as well. Actually, now that I think about it, because I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy, big big fan for forever. Uh, and I remember, like, I remember maybe seeing the piece somewhere, and then it got shared on on, on somewhere online. And I remember seeing that piece somewhere. Uh, you, do you have like a, a favorite like franchise that you, like you're like you kind of instantly gravitate towards when you want to paint? Because obviously you got like a lot of Mario influenced stuff. Like Mario is like you know so iconic as a character. Yeah, I mean, I I think my favorite game to paint might be. I, I my, my probably my favorite Super Nintendo game was A, a Link to the Past. But I, I I can't keep painting stuff from that constantly, you know. Like Mario's, uh, Metroid, Link, um, Mega Man, those are like staples that I get a lot of orders from. I I try and branch out and do paintings from you know lesser known franchises, just just to keep it you know fresh because I I I just don't want to do fifty Mega Man, Mario, and Link paintings all the all the time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you want to keep things fresh for yourself, and you know, and also might hit a hit a fan base that might be a fan of that that game that you know that might be coming out and be like, hey, I love playing that game growing up as a kid, and I think that's what's so great about what you do is it you kind of really do said earlier it's like a love letter to you know to the eight bit world. Yeah, it 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 definitely is is a love letter, you know, and I mean, I, it's it's just weird because it's just like, oh, you know, who 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 would want a a painted video game pixel pixel scene on their wall, you know, but uh, it, it resonated with with a lot of people. I mean, I I posted my first paintings on on MySpace way back in the day, you know, and the first time someone messaged me and was like, "Hey, are these for sale?" and I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "You want to buy one of these?" I'm like, <laughs> and I think I end up selling them one for like fifteen dollars or something, you know, because I was just like, I, I I just didn't think anyone would buy them. I was just painting them for myself, you know. Yeah. And then it just started getting more and more popular. And then the uh, video game music scene started to come up with bands like the mini bosses and one ups and all advantage. Yeah. Um, So there was a a couple bands on the, on the East coast um, called like entertainment system. uh, This place wanted stuff like that. So we started working together doing video game music and art shows. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so so like me and 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 the rest of those guys in in the the, the video game music scene were kind of like coming up together back in like two, early two thousand five. That's an awesome story because like I feel like for me personally, because Deuce and I obviously we're we're all the same age, the three of us. Yeah. So for 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 us, I feel like we we come from the same background where it's like whenever I look at a piece of pixel art i'm immediately brought back home to when i played that game for the first time and i and that's why i keep looking at your mario kart one because like i remember how many back you didn't you couldn't keep a record back in the day you didn't have gameplay you know data but i've probably played five six seven hundred hours of mario kart on the super nintendo (laughs) i mean i lost count it was a it was a party game people come over and be like because back then you only had two controllers right so you're like you had to fight over right who's for who's gonna play this round and then you'd have like a bracket i'd have like a literally like on this big big tall like sketch pad of a bracket of who'd, who'd go in and win <laughs> at the very end and like it, it was just so much fun and i think with the combination of like chip i call it chip tunes like the 8-bit music like is really taken off as well and i and you look at like games 
that have taken it's almost like a renaissance almost like you look at shovel knight for example that game blew up it's hitting all of us that grew up playing like 8-bit games and like the, yep. the the soundtrack was was could be played the soundtrack itself could have been uh played on an, an nes cartridge that's how faithful they were to the soundtrack and it's just <laughs> like it brings you back and i think nostalgia is such a big important thing especially from our generation oh, yeah like it just make because think about it back then you weren't paying bills you didn't have to go to you, well you, you went to school but it was you know nothing now but it's like yeah. you were back then you didn't have a lot of worries and stress you didn't have you know bills and all that and now it's, you know you go back and it, it just reminds you of a funner fun a time simpler time a simpler you, time yeah, yeah. I, I had stress trying to beat Battletoads as a child. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Don't even get it started on Battletoads. <laughs> my, uh, my mom would be like, stop throwing controllers. <laughs> that oh speeder goodness. bike level always gets me, even to this day, because it's like they don't give you enough time. They flash that little image, and then you make the wrong yeah. up or down, and you're done. I, I, I used to get pretty far in Battletoads, um, but yeah, that's, 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 one of the, that's one of the more brutal Nintendo games for sure. Yeah, it's in the. It's always one of those top like twenty games that you never bet beat back in the day. And it's always yeah. like Battletoads is in there. And, Dark Man, yeah. uh, Mega Man. Like some of the Mega Man games got really really hard. Um, yeah, they, they they always consider Mega Man one to be the hardest. That one was a beast. Of, yeah. Well, one it was before you could actually like because uh, once Mega Man two started, you could actually glitch the game and actually do. Do things. If you've seen the speed runs, you can actually like do like a like a jump that will make you pass through an enemy and stuff. So there's all these like little tricks that you could you know, figure out with playing. And this is back before you had strategy guides, you know, before you had the internet or whatever. Yeah. See, some of those speed runs are are ridiculous. That I I'm I'm able to beat Contra without dying in like probably 14 minutes or so. Oh wow, and, that's awesome. And and I was like, oh, I was like, let me see what the world record is. And it was like like. 10 or 11 minutes and i'm just like eh, no i'm not gonna bother with that <laughs> well it's fun to watch because like another example is i saw a link to the past where there's a part in a link to the past where you're in a dungeon where if you throw a bomb at the correct spot you could jump and, and the propulsion propulsion of the bombs exploding will jump you across so you could skip and get the key and have not and miss the boss fight all around like there's all these like really cool things that you, you the speedrunners you know, in the community, learn and they, you know, trade. It's like it's like trade secrets almost. I I have no idea how those dudes figure that stuff out. Like I I just it just blows my mind. Yeah, and for, for you know exactly for, for like what you do, it's like you, you go back and you you look at these like iconic pieces and some that are are brand new and original, like the the Katamario, like that. I've never seen that in my life. Like that's that's insane, and I think it's cool because you're hitting different demographics of people. There may be people that be like, "Hey, I remember Mario," but they're a huge Katamari fan. You're speaking to both of them, you know, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I've I've even done I've done a few uh, Shovel Knight paintings, and and people people really love that stuff. I mean, I I played Shovel Knight on PS4, and I absolutely loved it. It was it was it was a fantastic mashup between like Ducktales and Mega Man, you know, a couple other re more retro games. Yeah, it's a really great game, and it really speaks. You know, I, I was really happy how well it sold because obviously our generation get appreciate it and love it. But a lot, it was great to see some of the younger fans really kind of getting into it because they they didn't grow up with this pixel art and you know eight bit, sixteen bit world like we did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even the, I, I, I really love. I, I mean, I, I like, I, I can appreciate the the really amazing art direction of Shovel Knight too. You know, Absolutely. that had fantastic sprite work and pixel pixel art in that game. 
Yeah, it was awesome to see. Like they they took things that we did growing up. Like one of the things that you know, go left, and you're all of a sudden you go left, and you're opening up a whole section of the map. You're like, whoa, that's really cool. And this just kind of hit. Like you said, the Ducktales, like the the uh, the pogo, pogo stick, stick move. Yeah. yeah, you had that. You had that Super Mario three Zelda two map or whatever that you would traverse, and like it, the world map, whatever. It really really cool, and it just kind of the the difficulty. There's moments in that game where it got really difficult, kind of a la Mega Man, and how the characters with the way they would go through a certain section. You know, you'd have to. to do timing yep. and all that and it just it really like it, it sold really well it's kickstarted so it was one of those things where it was grassroots in the beginning and then it just exploded and I think that's kind of really nice about like what you're doing is a lot of that is word of mouth like you know you, you've all of a sudden you go to Kotaku and someone's like hey that was really cool and then they share with the world and the world's like oh this is really neat and then their friends tell their friends and their friends tell their friends and then you're on a podcast we're going to yeah. tell our friends <laughs> about it you know what I mean it's really really neat how that kind of all of a sudden just explodes like that yeah, and that's the thing, you know, I I, I didn't, I, I just made my Facebook page probably a couple years ago, because even though I've been doing this for a long time, I'm not super huge on like social media and stuff. So when I when I started, when I first started to make my Facebook page, you know, I had, I, I was seeking out a lot, a lot of retro pages and a lot of like retro game shops, and just just posting my link like, hey, you guys are in the you, you guys are into, you know, retro games, here's my Here's my art. I paint retro scenes. You know, check it out if you want. You know, so I, I had a lot do like a lot of self promotion just just to try and get my name out there. Even though I've been doing it for so long, I I still had to like start from scratch with with Facebook. You know. Well, and that's it's actually funny because that's how we found you because you had posted on our happy hour page, and then I went and looked and I saw your artwork, and I'm like, look, we got We got to work with this guy. Like, I don't know how we're gonna do it. I don't know how I'm gonna work it out, but I'm gonna like talk to him and see what's up because I saw your work and I wanted some for my house and I was like we got to figure out a way to make this work to where we can have him on the show have him become a sponsor because I wanted some for my house I know we wanted some for the studio and it, it it's worked out great yeah yeah I, I you know I usually I'll listen to music or tv when I'm painting but I, I can only listen to so much stuff so I'll, I, I started listening to more podcasts about like vi like video games and retro games and whatnot so yeah, you, you guys' podcast was one of the ones that I came across and was listening to when I was painting. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool to we, hear. Yeah. Because, like, we, we have, like, a, a, from what we've known, like, from our downloads and all that, like, we have a pretty good contingency of video game players, the people that love video games, because we'll do a review of a game or we'll talk about games coming up, and we always get a lot of feedback on those because people, everyone, video games are very subjective. Like, everyone has their own favorite franchises and genres that they love. Like, like I yeah. don't necessarily play Call of Duty. Like, Deuce, Deuce loves Call of Duty. Yeah, like, and, I love shooters. Yeah, and we're going to talk about The Division after the break, but, like, there's, there's certain things. Things like when, it, especially when it comes to something like Shovel Knight, like that hit me right away, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to play this day day one purchase for me." Like I had to play mm -hmm. it, and you know we we've out we outfitted our studio with a uh, it's an awesome uh, our third member Brandy like she set up a uh, a little studio where we've got like a. A 64, a NES, a PlayStation 1, 2, Super Nintendo, Wii, 64. We're, 64. we're gonna have a Dreamcast coming in soon, and like it's all connected to like a switcher, so all we have to do is just pop in the cart, switch it, and we can play whatever game we want, you know, that we have, and it's just really neat, like that you can kind of, you know, reach everybody that everyone has like a favorite f thing they love, and and that's what I think is awesome about what you do is it's a it's an awesome combination of you know that nostalgic eight bit era, but as well as just you know it's an awesome just art piece to have in your in your house or studio oh yeah 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 
people uh, at, at the conventions that I that I sold at in the past that had that had Kefka on display, people were just blown away by that thing, you know. <laughs> well, especially because of the mere size of it. I mean, that's got to take up a lot of your booth right there. Oh my God! Yeah, that that thing that thing almost drove me to insanity doing, <laughs> doing that. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, that that was that thing took about three hundred hours to uh, to paint. Wow, man, that's a commitment there. <laughs> yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a small break and we'll be right back with the eight bit artist. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, aka JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game character, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com, and that's www.joshbauerartist.com, and you can find him on all his social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like Space Coast Nerd Fest, April 16th and 17th. He's going to be a guest artist. Also, free comic book day, May 7th at Smash Comics MegaCon 2016 from May 26th to the 29th, where he'll even have a booth in the vendors area. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's J-B-D-E-Z-I-G-N-S.storeenvy.com. Com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our Happy Hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D-U-C-E-I-S-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E, you'll get 25% off prints, posters, and mini prints. And if you see him on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend josh bauer of jb designs and don't forget to tell him that the happy, happy hour with johnny and deuce, deuce sent you And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And, of course, I have a main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, of course, we have the amazingly talented 8-bit artist back with us on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And the two of you have been playing uh, a game called The Division lately. Yeah, we have. And I had to ask you, how addicted are you right now to The Division? Uh, it, it's 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 addicting. I, I did not get much painting done this week. That That is for sure. And... Uh, I, I I was I, I was in the closed beta and the open beta, and I, I really liked it. You know, I, I was itching for a good third-person shooter before uh, Un- Uncharted Four came out. Yeah, exactly, because I love third-person shooters, and and just like you, I was in the open and the closed beta, um, and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? Especially because they kept moving back Uncharted Four. Hell, they even moved it back. What was it? Not that long ago, like another two weeks. So I'm like, yeah, now, now, now it's coming out May 10th, I think. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and get the Division, start playing that, because I had so much fun in the beta. And, man, I am just – I don't know about you, but I'm loving it. Like, I'm in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm at end game now. I'm, I'm max level. So now Really? Like, you already got to 30? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you are a stud, sir. Yeah, so – 
I, I'm, 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 I have to, all, all my friends that are playing, only a couple of them are, are 30. Most of them, I'm, they're in the like teens or 20s. So I have to kind of wait for them to get up to my, to level 30. But I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like the end game. So now I'm looking for gear. I was probably going to go like tank build. Okay. So, so now I'm looking for stuff that has very high stamina. Right. You know, um, Tr- trying to find those, you know, high-end S- SMGs and light machine guns. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're doing that kind of build because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It, well, first, before you get off today, I'm going to have to make sure that you get my gamer tags so me and you can play together because I've got a PS4 as well. But also, oh, yeah, but also, I'm not going to lie, I'm not near as close as you. I just hit level 11 last night because I've only been playing like maybe – an hour or two a night and that's maybe every yeah. other or every third night just because of work and everything else and uh yeah. my weekends have been a little packed since it came out because it's only been out since last tuesday i mean it's, yeah, only, it's only been out a week yeah it's only been out seven days and this weekend was kind of booked but uh I, i'm loving it but i know uh, what you're talking about about the end game because um i've had a lot of people that i've been talking to about and basically you know they're getting to the end game and the problem has been you've got to go to the dark zone and you've got to get all those Phoenix credits to be able to, like, build that in-game gear, that gold gear. Um, <laughs> and, and that is what everybody's been saying has been the biggest problem is kind of, you know, getting in there, being able to do everything and just kind of basically getting what you need once you get to the end game. Yeah. I mean, all those, like, loot-type loot games like Destiny and Borderlands and stuff, yeah. I mean, they they're inherently grindy. Yeah. You know? Like, you know and, that going um, in, that it's just going to be grind yeah, city. You, you, yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, for, with, with like the Phoenix credits, w- once you hit 30 is when you start getting those Phoenix credits. So you, you're doing like the daily challenges or uh, playing the missions on challenging mode. Yeah. That's how you get those Phoenix credits. And uh, I mean... I, 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 I can see where they don't want to make it like a microtransaction, like pay to win. Yeah. Like like if you pay $5, you get 200 Phoenix credits or whatever. Yeah, that you would... don't want to do that because then, A, that's going to kind of neuter the game. And, two, it's going to get to the point where it's just going to, you know, the people that want to pay to win are going to be the ones that have all the good gear. And that's why I liked because uh, I opened up when I first got it, of course, you know, my Uplay account. And it was like, hey, if you want to get – you know, this outfit, you know, you give up this many you play credits or if you want this. And one of the things they had was, I think it was like 20 uh, Phoenix credits and it cost you like 40 you play points or something, but they would only let you do it one time. So it's like, okay, one time you can get these Phoenix credits and that's it. And I was like, you know what? That's cool because that's the only thing that scares me about the game is that it becoming like microtransaction heavy to where I'm going to be out because I didn't. I didn't buy the season pass yet, and I know how they're talking about how there's going to be a whole season of, like, dropping these new, I think they call them incursions, but they're basically, like, raids, and they're going to add a whole new area to the game map with one of them, and the the thing was, like, 40, I want to say it was, like, 40 bucks for the season pass, and I was like, I'm just going to wait and see how much I play it, because, you know, I don't want to spend 40 bucks and maybe use the first pack and then not use the rest. I might buy them piece by piece, depending on how they price them out. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of season passes. I'm I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of 
of how the the video game industry works right now with all the DLC and microtransactions. No, I agree. I I really dislike that stuff. But those incursions that you're talking about, they're actually going to be free. You don't need a season pass for those. Really? Because I know they said there was going to be like three pieces of DLC that were going to be with the season pass, but I didn't know that the incursions were going to be free. They made it sound like you needed to buy the season pass to do them. Yeah, the incursion is coming within a free update in April. Nice. That update is also going to enable loot trading. Oh, that'll be really nice. Yeah, and then in May, there's another free update. And then in June is when the first DLC hits. Right. Microsoft has one of those uh, time exclusivity deals. Oh, that sucks. So I'm not sure if... I think June is when it hits for Xbox, so it might hit July for PS4. Yeah, and the good... The good thing is, and that's the reason why I held out on the season pass, is I'm like, I want to see how much I play it, you know, because we've got Uncharted coming out in May, Uh, I believe the new Doom is coming out in May as well, like, there's a couple big games coming out over the summer, and I'm like, well, I'd rather save that money, spend it on, like, Uncharted 4, Doom, and then if I really, really am playing it a lot, then... Yes, it will be more expensive, and yes, I may have to pay $15 for the DLC, but I'd rather do that than, say, put down the 40 at the beginning and just hope that I get my money's value out of it. For, like, the season pass, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of paying money up front, and I don't even know what the hell I'm getting for the money. <laughs> no, and don't feel bad, because I'll tell you what, like, I'm hardcore COD and, like, Call of Duty all the way, and, like, every year I got the season pass. Like, literally, I would buy the season pass the same day I got the game and just be like, here's my money, take it, let's do it. And now that I've gotten older, like, the past, I can't remember, the it was uh, Black Ops 2 and whatever the one was right Ghost. after it, Ghost, yeah, I bought it, and it was like, I played the first map pack that dropped, and then I played the second map pack some, and then the third and the fourth I never even played, so I'm like... Look, I'm wasting, you know, 20 bucks that I never even used. So now I'm just buying a piecemeal. Like, I bought the first map pack that came out because I've been playing Call of Duty a lot. But I might not even buy the second map pack because now I'm playing The Division, which I love. Which, what has been your favorite part so far about The Division? Uh, th- I mean, a lot of the story missions are really good. The uh, the, the side missions, they're kind of repetitive. Uh you know, so I, I went around and got all the collectibles and everything. Did you listen to the collectibles at all? Like the phone calls no, and stuff? No, I, I... Oh, my God. So I was, because I was bored, I was listening to it and collecting them because I got that canine unit where it'll go and find everything for you. So I'm going and picking up at the phones. Well, basically, this guy is calling a girl every night, and he's like, <sighs> like heavy breathing into the phone. Well, she gets his number finds his mom and then he calls back and is doing the heavy breathing and she was like oh you know Stuart, i was waiting for you to call <gasps> oh and by the way i got somebody who wants to talk with you and she's like Stuart, i taught you better than this do not call young ladies in the middle of the night like i just started falling out laughing because like you know in games usually you get these little collectible things and they're just you know you listen to it and it makes no sense but like this one was like a five-part story over voicemail, and I'm like, whoever came up with that was a genius. Uh, the if if you want to uh, level up fairly quickly, it's it's playing through those main story missions because basically you'll level up once every story mission that you yeah. play. So by the end of it, 
once you play through all the story missions, you're like probably like 25, 26, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, and then with the collectibles and the encounters and stuff, you'll you'll easily bang out 30. Well, my question no. is, I haven't played the division, and I didn't get to play the beta, so maybe you guys can help me out here. So you you can play single player. Is that what you guys are both mainly doing, or are you playing in the uh, the special zone or whatever it's called? No, I'm only playing single player, and I haven't hit the dark zone yet because I'm waiting till I get to level thirty because I want to level all the way up to thirty and then go to the dark zone. Uh, but the other problem too is. Right now, I have nobody to play with, so it's like if I go to the dark zone, I'm on my own, and that's an area where, in the beta, I played it and by myself, I wasn't super comfortable, and I don't know how comfortable I'm going to be now that you're out of beta and you're in the real game because the penalties are so high in the dark zone. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you this: the the dark zone in the game now is not nearly as aggressive as the beta was. That's what I've been reading is that like the everybody's playing like best friends in there. Yeah. Constantly. And I think it was because there wasn't a lot of enemies in the dark zone yeah. and people were just bored and just shooting people on sight. Yeah. Now there's there's way more enemies, AI enemies in yeah. the dark zone. And you'll run a, you'll run across them way more frequently than you will human people. Yeah. So I mean, you you will still come across rogues. I mean, like I I was I was in there by myself the one time, and I came across a group of four people, and they just annihilated me. And you just kind of have to expect that, you know. It, yeah. You, to I I I firmly believe that if to get the full enjoyment out of this game, you have to have a dedicated squad of people. Yeah, and I agree with that too. And right now, I just don't. So I was like, well, if I level up to thirty, because that's one thing I will say I love about this game. The built-in matchmaking. Like, if I go to a mission, you can hit a button, Johnny, as soon as you get there and it says, I want to make a match. And, like, literally, it'll grab, like, three or four other people that are trying to do the same mission and drop you all in a party, and then you all just run the mission together. Which makes it really, really nice and easy. And it's also good because then you can meet new people while you're playing, so you can trade gamer tags and be able to make new friends. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just, I was just about to say, if you, if you don't have a squad to play with, that's that's one good way. If you you come across that random person that actually plays competently, yeah, and is a team player. <laughs> well, that's you would say, hey, hey, you you play well. Here's my gamer tag. You know, let's let's squad up and go through the dark zone. Yeah. So, so why don't you guys? I want you guys to do like a public service announcement, and I want to start off with you, Eight Bit. Like, what? Why should people play the division? Well, if if you're if you're into MMOs and third-person shooters, you will like the division. If if you like more fast-paced gameplay, you will not like the division. You know, it, 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 a, a lot of people were kind of complaining about like the the enemies were kind of bullet spongy and everything, but that's kind of the nature of an RPG MMO type deal. You know. Yeah. So that the the sponginess of the enemies they don't really bother me that much because I I understand that's just how that kind of genre works with like Diablo and Borderlands and um, Destiny, Death, you know that's just how it is. Yeah, Deuce. Well, I love it just because I've always been a big fan of Tom Clancy games ever since like the original Rainbow Six games, um, and there's a lot of strategy involved because don't get me wrong, I'm a I'm. I'm a dude, brah. I'm a Call of Duty Madden dude, brah. And I love those kind of games, but like, I like a game where I can think. And this is a shooter where I actually have to think about, okay, what's my weapons loadout? 
do I have the right loadout? What am I going to do if I run into certain situations, especially because myself, most of the games so far I've been soloing. I've been doing it all on my own. So then you really got to think because you've got health, you've only got so many med kits, you've only got so many kind of uh, basically like health uh, re-ups, if you will, um, because that's one of the perks you can get is kind of like a you hit a button and it fills your health bar back up or some of it. So you really have to think. You can't – it's not like Call of Duty where I can just run in there with a shotgun and be like, oh, I'll get as many kills as I can, or I just run in with the machine gun and just like, okay, I'm just going to lay down cover and fire and take out as many as I can. You have to think because that's the problem. Like I ran into a mission the other night, and I did that same mission for an hour and a half, and at one point I literally put the controller down because there's no pause in it. So I had to like hide my guys somewhere so I wouldn't get killed go and I had a beer and I'm like all right let's think let's let's think this through let's work the problem you know and I I thought about it and I said well I haven't tried running to this area over here I keep staying in this one patch of cover let's move to some of the other pieces of cover and see what happened I mean I've been dying for an hour what's going to matter if I die for another 30 minutes going to another patch of cover and then come to find out one of those patches of cover had a better line of sight to the way they were kind of mobbing in so you know it, it makes you think and I like that cuz don't get me wrong, I love Call of Duty. Call of Duty's a fun game, and there's definitely some strategy in Call of Duty. But this is like a thinking man shooter, in my opinion. Yeah, and if, if you're running solo, you really the two abilities you really want is um heal and, and turret. Uh, the turret. Yeah. The turret. The, the turret acts as as a distraction yeah. to get people off. You know, and uh, w- when you're playing solo, you, you almost have to go for a tank build because health is so important when you're when you're solo because no one can revive you you know yeah and then if you die you keep restarting and the thing that stunk was like i kept dying and i would use a med kit and it wouldn't refill it and then i found a spot i was like oh there's a bag over here with a med kit in it i went i got the med kit i went and did the mission again use a med kit thinking oh i'm gonna go back to the bag the med kit will be back there and i keep nope and i was like ah crap so, I mean, you really have to think about your supplies, your loadouts, how you're doing everything. And like I said, it's a thinking man shooter, and it's an RPG fans shooter. Because that's what it is. It's World of Warcraft. It's Destiny. It's, you know, it's an online RPG shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 I've enjoyed it for what it is, for sure. What did you play before at The Division? Oh man, I think before that I played uh, Shovel Knight actually. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Because like I was curious if you if you if you like online shoot online games in general because that's something that I don't really gravitate towards very often. Yeah, you don't like those. <laughs> well, it's like it's not that I don't like them. It's just I sometimes like I only have limited time. I have two children, so it's like sometimes having to get in, get a party, get grouped up, go in. I could take two to three hours, you know, and I don't really have that time. So a lot of times I go in and I'll play something. You know, something easy that I can jump into, or I'll play an online game that takes five minutes, like Rocket League. I love the hell out of Rocket League. Like I've logged in, I don't know how many hundreds of hours of Rocket League, because it's an easy five-minute game. The controls are easy. You don't have. That's one of the things I hate as a gamer is you put a game away for a while, you come back, you forgot what the controls are, and you're just like, oh my god, I have to restart the game over again because I don't remember where I'm at in the story. I don't remember what type of controls are. I suck at it now. You know, like you have to start over. And I always hated that feeling as a gamer. But it, it was funny because right before the division, um, well, I, I guess uh, the Uncharted Four had had an open open multiplayer beta. Yes. Yeah. 
and their controls are completely reversed from the division. So I was so used to playing the Uncharted 4 third person controls when I went to the division. It was like I was vaulting when I wanted to take cover. I was I was I was doing something else when I wanted to reload. So uh, I was I was all confused about the about the controls. It took a while to to you know get resituated with that. Well, let me ask you this because neither me nor Johnny got to actually play the Uncharted uh, beta when it came to the multiplayer. What were your thoughts? I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Uncharted Two. I thought Uncharted Two was a masterpiece for multiplayer because it was simple and the, the the maps were you know really well done and like i had a an Un uncharted 2 multiplayer was probably my favorite multiplayer experience from last gen i absolutely wow. loved it and i i hated uncharted 3 multiplayer because they brought in those those kickbacks and um there, there was just a lot of issues with three that I didn't like. And with four, they fixed some of those issues, but they kind of mixed, they, they, they kind of mixed uncharted two multiplayer with the last of us multiplayer. So like uh. in uncharted four, uh, now, now you have a down state so you can get revived in uncharted four. And they have, they have some, some kickbacks, like some like mysticals powers and society kicks and, some people don't really like them, um, and I can see where they're coming from. But if you're working as a squad, um, you can take them down pretty easily. So it, it's not really like a game breaker. So I mean, I, I I like it. You know, I'll I'll definitely play a lot of it when it comes out. Well, that's the thing about Uncharted. Where I think people are so surprised is because Uncharted is known for its great single player story, and then when when the when I remember the beta came out for two, people were like, "Oh, wait a minute." This is actually kind of neat. It's kind of fun, and it's fun to play with friends. And you still, it still has the world. And it still has the voice acting. It still has like all you know, all the different characters you could choose from. And and it was just really neat to kind of see for someone like me that doesn't really play a lot of online multiplayers. I played a lot of Uncharted Two uh, multiplayer just because it was easy to for me. It was kind of easy to get in and out of. Like it wasn't that hard. And and I and I think the problem is you juxtapose that to something like Assassin's Creed Online. Oh my God, it's so hard to play. Like you're trying to be hidden in a crowd, and like the controls are all funky, and then there's lag, and then like I, I had a really bad experience with like the Black Flag Online or whatever it was. Yeah. Like I, I did not have a fun time at all with that. It was very, very convoluted for me. So sometimes multiplayer games can just pull you out, you know, of the experience. You're just like, all right, I'm gonna stick to the single player campaign. But I think what's so nice uh, was The Last of Us. They still have people playing The Last of Us multiplayer. It's still going strong. So the, the Last of Us multiplayer was really fun too. It was. I, I really that. Yeah. And so the the, the 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 team that's do that did The Last of Us multiplayer is the one doing the Uncharted Four multiplayer. Ooh. Yeah, that's definitely. Really cool. Yeah, so that's going to be really, really fun. And that, that game, you know, Deuce and I are really looking forward to, to Uncharted 4. It's going to be be awesome. And I'm also looking forward to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming out as well, another PS4 exclusive from, from Gorilla, the people who did the Killzone games. It looks amazing. I think it came out of nowhere. No one had any idea. It's like, oh, an RPG. It's like a third-person RPG, but you're like in a post-apocalyptic world, but not the way you think. It's not like your typical post-apocalyptic world. That's a hard word to say. It is like it's got like robotic dinosaurs, and like the world has gone to decay. But someone, there's a source out there, obviously, that has the technology still 
that has been is able to create these robots and that's like a mystery because you're like everyone else is kind of like in the ice age again you know and but there's people out there that are capitalizing on it somehow so it's really really fascinating and it just looks gorgeous the trailer blew me away i was like wow this has elements of uncharted this has elements of shadow of the colossus like this has, this has like all these little little gameplay elements that just like I'm excited for it. I think that's going to be a breakout hit. I really, really, I hope it does really well because they don't want to be known just, just as the kill zone people. You know, yeah. they want to kind of branch out and do other things. So definitely a lot of awesome games coming out here in 2016. I'm, you know, really, really excited to see what happens at E3 for sure. There, there needs to be more video games with robotic dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I think I can agree with that. I think I can second that motion. Yeah, dinosaurs are just cool yeah. in general. You know, like that's let's, let's 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 chill out on the zombies for like five years. Sure. And get more like dinosaur action in in here. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> we're overdue for a new Turok. I mean, come on now. <laughs> we haven't had a new Turok in a hot minute. Oh man, I remember Turok way back in the N sixty four days. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was one of the first things we got when we got our new systems for the. For here in the Happy Hour studio, when we got all of our 64s and stuff, like the first thing we got was like Turok, just so we could go back and play mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. And then uh, what was Dino Crisis? That yep. was a really fun game. So there's a, there's a lot of like just different types of games that dealt with, you know, that dealt with dinosaurs. And obviously the Jurassic Park games were cool. Like the Sega oh, yeah. and the Super Nintendo ones were totally different. Like the Super Nintendo one was more like that bird's eye view, like three fourth angle Zelda type of view. And like going and exploring, like it was fun just to explore the park. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the the Jurassic Park game was actually pretty cool for Super Nintendo. That yeah. that, that was one of the few like movie licensed games that were decent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and that's it true. Used a mouse too, if you remember correctly. Yeah, you could you, one of them. You can use the the Mario part Mario Paint mouse. Yeah, the one on Super Nintendo you could, which was awesome because yeah. you'd, you'd run around the outside world. You'd have to use your regular controller, but then you could pause it and you could plug in your mouse and use the mouse once you got in the bunkers. Yeah, that was really really <laughs> interesting. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned licensed games because that's true. For a long time, licensed games were awful. Like I remember getting Batman Forever. That game was just a button mashing fest. It's like it's like do 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 ah 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 like over and over. Like it was like get over ah 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 Like it was just all the whole game was like that. I was like oh it was awful. It was horrible. Like I love the Batman. Like the NES ones are amazing. Like the the Return of the Joker and then the first one, the Batman Returns or whatever. The one the one on NES, those were spectacular. That was actually the one of the first games to do wall jumping, actually, uh, which is really interesting to kind of think about that history of wall jumping, like how it's come today. But like those those Batman games are awesome. But it's like it wasn't really to be honest with you, it wasn't really until the Arkham games that licensed game kind of were put back on the map again because you thought licensed game, you thought of just horrible ripoff horrible just cool spot you know all the actually that was an okay game actually but like you had like noid and some stupid stuff like that that were just <laughs> noid. yeah those you know, games. That, that, that uh that yo noid nintendo game is is just a reskin it, it was it was a different game and they just reskinned it to have noid in it yeah and, and actually the soundtrack is amazing i, I know it sounds really funny because i i collect like the soundtracks or whatever like the old school 8-bit soundtracks and i have the the yo noid soundtrack i'm like Actually, this is really good. The soundtrack is awesome. Like I was, I wasn't expecting it, you know, because back in the day, I, don't, I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was just playing the games. But uh, we can go on with this for for hours, dudes. Like that, we obviously we're preaching to the choir. The three of us love love eight yeah. bit and we love video games and whatnot. But how do people find you on the internet? Like, how do people find you? Uh, I mainly on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash eight bit pixel paintings. Uh, I have an Instagram, which is that. 8-bit underscore artist. 
Um, and then I have Twitter, which is 8-bit underscore artist as well. Awesome. Uh, with, with Twitter, I, I don't really use Twitter all that much. I just basically uh, post my painting and then just don't look at it ever until I post another painting. I, I'm not a, really a big fan of Twitter, uh, but I, I do like Instagram and, and Facebook. Well, you know, fa Facebook is Facebook. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what conventions are you doing uh, any time in the near future that our friends can actually go to and see your artwork a lot? Uh, my next convention is going to be the Phoenix Comic-Con. Okay. That is uh, June 2nd to the 5th, and I'm actually going to be sharing my booth with uh, the 8-Bit Ale Works, which is a craft brewery in Avondale, Phoenix, or uh, Avondale, Arizona. Um, I have all my art hanging up there, um, and me, him and I are sharing a booth at the Phoenix Comic Con nice. for that. Yeah, it, the the eight, eight bit ale works is a pretty cool, you know, craft craft brew and and eight bit paintings. You know, you can't you can't uh, can't go wrong. Well, <laughs> if you look at our poster. We love eight bit brews right yeah. here. There you go. <laughs> We're a big fan of that. So that's awesome. So definitely, you want to make sure our fans, a happy hour with Johnny Deuce, comes out and sees you at those live events. Absolutely. Uh, you got any more live events coming up? Uh, I have a convention in the in the. Uh, summer as well but i'm keeping that under wraps for okay. now okay but they can find it on once you do go live with it you're gonna post it on your instagram insta uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely awesome. i i you know with instagram I, I always take a picture of my of the booth you know oh that's awesome right 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 before this the show starts to show everything that i have for for sale there and I, i've just been trying to paint my butt off for phoenix comic-con and i have probably 40 some paintings done most of them are hanging up at the Ape at Ale Works, but uh, I think just just this year I sold like like nine paintings at Ape at Ale Works. So oh, that's awesome, man! Congrats. So they, they've been selling pretty well there. So I've been trying to constantly, you know, replenish. But then the division and Uncharted Four. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. That darn gaming habit will get in the way, won't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I, I played the, the the division most of today, and I, I was I was like I was like okay, I was like I, I have an hour before you know Deuce contacts me for the podcast. I was like let me let me try and paint. So I'm, I'm finishing up a painting right now. Nice. But like I I, I should have had you know three three done already, but the division kind of took over. <laughs> well, that's all good. I mean, yeah, you, like you said earlier, you know, you have your you have other jobs, and you have this is a passion project of yours. This is yeah. something that you love, and something that you you mm -hmm. take your time with, and I think. That shows in your work. It's really awesome, and we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to join us. Thank you. Yeah. Th thank. Thanks for the compliments on my on my work. I I make sure to you know um, with with me personally. Like there, there's other people that do pixel paintings as well, but you know I'm I'm yeah, I make sure my lines are really straight. You know, there's multiple coats of paint on there, so everything looks like just like a screenshot you know i'm varnishing the paintings to protect the paintings from sunlight and scratches and stains and everything you know so i, I put a lot of time into into my paintings so i, I appreciate it when when people notice it and it's funny because I'll, I'll be at a convention and there will be some people that don't even think that they're painted they, they think i'm just printing these out on on a canvas oh wow and i'm like no i'm like these are painted and i last year at phoenix comic-con 
I, I was getting so many people not thinking that they were painted that I brought a painting with me and was painting it at my booth. Oh, that's a good idea. That's <laughs> so awesome. I'm like, listen, these are, look, these are hand painted. These are hand painted paintings. That's awesome. You know, well, to eight, show that everything was hand painted. Absolutely. Well, 8 bit, we really appreciate you. And, uh, we'll, like we said, we'll send all of our fans your way. And, of course, uh, tell them the happy hour Johnny Deuce sent you. Yes, sir. Definitely. You have a great one. It was good talking to you. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome. Uh, Have a good night, man. You too, bud. All right, later. All right, and that was the 8-Bit Artist. And like I said, he's a sponsor of the show, so definitely go see him. Yep, go you heard some out. of his details in the beginning of this episode, and uh, definitely, um, you know, if you want something from him, I mean, you've seen the work. It's amazing. Uh, check it out on his Facebook and his Instagram and his Twitter, and, and definitely tell him that the uh, happy hour Johnny Deuce uh, sent you. And, of course, how do people find us on the Internet, Deuce? How people find us is you can hit us up at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine, or you can send us your emails to show at gmail.com. And, of course, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show, and give us a like. And, of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there is three ways you can put us in there. Hashtag happy, happy hour podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See you.